0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. Uh, If you're listening for the first time, this is the the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And what movie are we doing today? Jumanji 2. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. It's a great or an awful movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. We both really enjoyed it. Anyway, yeah. So... um, We've got our little. Um, we haven't actually discussed this, but I'm hoping that Nolan will be okay with us doing Stranger Than Fiction next week. Are you okay with that?
1: That's fine. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: It's a really good movie, and we've we've uh, recently watched that. Okay, so a couple of updates on projects. Um, I've decided I'm going to start pursuing audiobooks. So I'm going to look into doing using Findaway Voices and having them produce it. And the way Findaway Voices works is they will actually pick out eight to 10 narrators for your project so that you don't have to listen to everybody who auditions, which I really appreciate. I don't have the time to um, search, you know, and then it's, I have no, I haven't looked into the pricing structure, but it sounds like it's, it's more affordable than going through ACX or audible. And I've just been wanting to get my books in audio for a long time. I just haven't done it, you know, Anyway, so I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes and what we do to get through, go through that. But the plan is to do the first five books in the Mosaic Chronicles. And the good thing about Way Voices is that you can price a book for free, an audiobook. And so, I plan on doing Discern as a free audiobook so that we make money off of is the- Is Find A
1: Way of Voices its own website then? It's,
0: it's it is, It's separate from Audible. It doesn't get posted to Audible. It, it does get posted to Audible. It is. They, it's like a distributor, but they also act as producers. Okay. And I think it's owned by or associated with draft digital or Kobo. It I know Mark like Lefebvre has okay. been pushing it for a while working with him for a while. But Yeah. They' there's they don't have an exclusivity exclusivity. is that the word?
1: Yeah agreement you,
0: yeah okay. yeah, audible if you go with audible, you have to do a 50 50 royalty split. I mean, you can do a 50 50 royalty split with audible, but you're locked into a seven year exclusivity agreement and um, you can also pay upfront with audible. but with Findaway away voices they they um, they they don't have the 50 50 royalty split. Uh, option which I'm actually fine with. I've never wanted to do the royalty split because you know if you're if anything happens you're stuck sharing your royalties for like ever, or seven years or twenty years or whatever. I know that some people can buy out of it, but anyway, one thing that um, somebody was saying, the guy that works for Finaway Voices or represent them re- represents them was saying was that if people are approaching you wanting to narrate your book. Then that's a good sign you shouldn't be sharing your royalties. And I've had five or six people over the last year ask me if they can narrate discern. And they're all legit narrators. They've all done books that I mean a couple of them have done books that I recognize, but I'm I'm don't want to be the one who has to pick the narrator. I'm fine with narrowing it down. You know, if they give me the eight to ten people, I can go through that. But I'd rather have my readers who listen to audiobooks pick the narrator instead of me going, oh, you approached me, yeah, let's go with you, you know. Anyway, I'm also very picky. I do listen to audiobooks sometimes. Nolan listens to audiobooks, and it's really hard when the narrator sucks. You know, it's just, you can't listen to the story.
1: Uh, yeah, there's, there's like, this narrator just sucks. Um, usually, they suck because they're wrong for the part.
0: Yeah, like, it's not that they're a bad narrator. Yeah, I it's just don't... They don't
1: do the story well. Exactly. I, like... Sorry, Percy Jackson guy. I was actually going to bring him up, so... Um, <laughs> It made me not enjoy Percy Jackson. Yeah, um, I thought he did a fine job being a narrator. I just didn't think he did the part. He
0: didn't do the part very well. He didn't do kid It was distracting. Very well. Yeah, it, it was, was it
1: distracted me from the story. Yeah, um, he's talented. I would I would say yeah no I definitely definitely um, like I'm not hating on him personally because um, some I I haven't had anybody whose voice was like annoying to just listen to, and even some authors like narrated their own books and. Or not as he was certainly better than that. Yeah. Because he's professional. Yeah. And even I, I do even though I do like like uh, Peter S. Beagle. hmm Um he did last The Unicorn, m- yeah. Um I still liked it because the author knows the intention. He's the one that narrated the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Some narration. some people can do some authors can do a decent job, even though they're not Actors trained in doing yeah. it and mm-hmm. experienced in it, just because they understand their characters and, yeah. and like they know when to pause and like you know because they're really into their character yeah. and it really I thought enhanced even though he wasn't as talented yeah uh, at the actual in narration in narration
0: like um, I could I my thing is is I mean I've got lots of stage experience you know I just get uncomfortable doing the voices and so that's the reason I don't want to do my own books is because. I don't want to have to remember the different voices for all the different characters. And there's yeah. so many characters, you It'd know? It would be
1: really complicated. I yeah. feel sorry
0: for the people that do uh,
1: Ronan <laughs> Sanderson's books. Yeah, or Will of Time. Any of those books that have, like, a thousand people talking. There's Yeah, and there's, like, literally, like... That one guy, like, a million times. Yeah, exactly. By that, I mean, like, rando, some, like, random yeah, guy who has one like line. like, one line. He's just, like, a guard in a hallway that he talks to, like, for, like, one or three words. And yeah. they try to do different voice. This is the benefit of writing romance. It's just, like, two people mainly and, like, a couple friends to talk to so they're not just talking at the air. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could, I could easily narrate my romance books because there's,
0: like, five characters, you know? Yeah. Six, seven in some cases, but... I don't. I don't want to do it. There's just so much on our plates already, you know. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, if I could use the narrator from Unbreakable, is that what it's called? Unbroken.
1: Unbroken. I think.
0: Yeah, the Louis um, Zamperini story. He, if I could do have him for the Clinic Chronicles, he's he a is professional so actor, though. Good. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a huge it's
1: stage and screen. I mean,
0: there's a huge um, there's a huge difference between my level and his level. I doubt I'd ever be able to get him, <laughs> but. Anyway, so that's the one, one project that I'm working on right now. I'm also working on my Coven Chronicles. I'm going through and beefing them up a bit. When I wrote Shade Amulet, I was under a very tight deadline. I had a broken finger, had to learn how to dictate really fast, and I had to get that book done in, what was it, like three weeks? Do you remember? Two to three weeks? It was really stressful. But the thing is, like, that series hadn't been germinating long enough for me to feel like I was beefing it up and putting enough plot in. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I've been adding about between five and 10,000 words per book, and... I'm going to be announcing to my readers, hopefully this week or next, depends on how much work I get done. But I've done the first two books and my editor's already edited those editions and I just finished the writing for the third one today. I need to edit that and revise that tonight and then send that to my editor. But that's been a fun project because there's been several avenues that I really wanted to take, but I didn't have the time or, like, there were, you know, in order for me to introduce the thread lines, I would have to go back to earlier books, you know, so I'm taking that opportunity now and really enjoying it, and so it's technically, like, a rewrite, you know, and a relaunch, but I'm, it's not going to be a relaunch. I'm not going to do new ASINs or anything like that, and I'm only telling my readers about it. Anyway,
1: so, Nolan, how's your Dragon going? Oh, I'm doing an art project. It's Dragon. Um, uh, that'll be, like, the header on Twitter... Facebook cover picture. Facebook cover picture. Um, it's going well. Hopefully I'll finish it tonight or tomorrow. Uh, do you want to describe it? It's a dragon breathing fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> very it's, good. It's very wide in terms of the... The ratio. Yeah, because of Twitter is like... 1500 by 500 yeah and they cut the top and bottom off i hate the way they so do so i don't know exactly how tall or short it, yeah. it is um until i upload it so i the the composition was challenging um, yeah it to make looks it look like something and with, yeah be that wide yeah because uh, normally you're taller than you are wide or if you are wider than you are tall you're like two to one or like 1.65 yeah. to one mm-hmm. not a three to one yeah so
0: But it's going really well. I mean, just like all art projects, it's like every book. You know, you're working on your book, you're like, This sucks. You go through that phase, but it's coming It's coming together very nicely. Yeah, the adding
1: the actual fire part was the is a hilarious. challenge. Yeah. yeah. But it's looking really good. Thank you.
0: Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to the quote and the tip.
1: Okay, quote is. What you can conceive and believe, you can achieve. By Earl Nightingale, and it's our
0: third Earl Nightingale quote.
1: I know. I keep wanting to say it's Florence Nightingale, and that it's starting the Red Cross, but it's not that person. Nope. Uh, had I seen this Calvin Coolidge quote, my favorite president, then I would have used that one. But we're not going. We're going to save it. We can do that one next time. Is it this one right here? Yeah. Yeah. He's got. This some is more awesome words thing. than he probably used during his entire presidency. Is this quote? <laughs>
0: So funny. He's not
1: a talker. Anyway,
0: no. Um, yeah. Okay. So what you can conceive and believe you can achieve. Um, what are your thoughts on that one?
1: That's not really true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I disagree, but <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not going to start a colony on Mars. Oh, okay. So I can conceive and I believe that it's possible, but I won't be. Okay. So it.
0: you're very being very literal.
1: Within the scope of, of us. Of if, your abilities. Yeah. I mean, you have to be realistic about your abilities, yeah. too. I mean, I'm not <laughs> going to be a baller either.
0: <laughs> okay. So, I think, I mean, if we take the other quotes that we've given, you know, it's going to be within our abilities, you
1: know. You but... can do a lot more. Like, you can do a lot more. Don't sell yourself short, I guess, is really yeah. what it comes down to. And that is true. A lot of people actually do that. The, the fear of failure and the fear of success, you know.
0: Like, people they hold back sometimes because they're worried that people will accept it hugely or not accept at all. And so they don't, they don't push themselves out. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have that problem generally with my books. My thing with my books is I'm, I'm always surprised when people don't like them. I'm not the type, I don't know. My personality isn't very, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, the Key of Kalenia, when I wrote it, I knew people wouldn't like it, but I knew it was good, you know? And I, it's probably because I didn't start you writing. Some,
1: you knew some people wouldn't like it, or you knew people wouldn't like it?
0: I knew yeah. some people wouldn't like it, but I knew some would. Right. But I started writing as an adult, and so I didn't have the built-in insecurities that I think a lot of writers have as when they start when they're really young. You know, because some of the people I've talked to that started when they're really young, those insecurities co- continue with them into adulthood. You know, the, I'm still a teenager, I'm still a child writing a book, and I didn't have that... I did want came to my art and so my art I still sometimes I'm like you know there's some art pieces that nobody will ever see you know um, but with my books like I've recognized that they can be stronger but I don't generally have the insecurity that everybody's going to hate it you know um, it was a shock I think this is something that a lot of authors have to go through it was a shock that not as many people liked the first book as I thought would even after it had been professionally edited and everything and um, like only about a tenth of the people I know in real life actually read it, and of those a percentage liked it, you know. And I think that's actually true with everybody,
1: you know. I mean, how many people hated Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, you know? Most people hate Harry Potter and have never read it on, yeah. on the planet. If you yeah. handed them the book, they'd be like, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, she's a billionaire. Yeah, because of and
0: it. and it's and a lot but, of readers read only because something's a bestseller. So if that's the way they are with a best-selling book, then you can bet that they'll they're
1: going to be that way about our books too. Yeah, my point is is that a, a tiny sliver of the population of the of the, the world, the planet, has actually read or gives a crap about
0: Harry Potter, and she's become very wealthy off of that. And so it's the same for us. And like we were saying before, it is way easier for an indie author to hit the pop, you know, hit the jackpot, so to speak,
1: than. You know, it was for J.K. Rowling. Yeah, you only need to sell a tenth of yeah. as many books. Yep, exactly. Oh, not even that. And, the, th- a lot and of the
0: thing is, you need to find you find your audience. You know, not everybody's going to love your book. You find the people who do, and then you cater to them. You yeah. you, you make sure your books are hitting the people who like you and your books. Okay, so going on to testing descriptions, we're still talking about writing them and everything. And I've um, so, so last week we talked about writing the the description of multiple links, so like 15 words, 50 words, 100 words, hundred you know all that. So you're gonna want to start your description with a with a hook and make it strong and make and bold it and bold it on Amazon everywhere. And the way you bold it on Amazon's descriptions is you do the open bracket B, close bracket. And then at the end of the thing, you do the open bracket B, or slash, forward slash B, close bracket. And then you do that right into the KDP dashboard while you're putting in the description. But make the hook. It needs to reflect the story. Have it be generally like a question or an attention grabber or something that will draw readers in. Go see what people are doing in your genres, the best-selling books in your genres, and replicate them. Traditional publishers don't generally do this. They don't use a lot of hooks and call to actions and things like that. They're very, they tend to be more wordy. Um, they go off of name recognition. So readers are like, oh, I know that publisher
1: or I know that author. You know. Well, how many books have you, you know, in, in the old bookstore when people used to go there and you'd see like David Baldacci or whatever. Yeah. And like, you don't even know what the title of the book is because it's some like tiny little print at the bottom. Yep. You buy it because it's a book that you recognize from, or, I mean, an author you recognize and it's a different color, cover than the one that you had last time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's
0: about it. So last week I was talking about how my book cover, my book descriptions generally have four paragraphs. That's including the hook, which is usually a one sentence. You don't, you want it to be to the point. Don't have it be wordy. Make sure that you, you figure out how to make it as unwordy as possible. And then I have two solid paragraphs. And then I have a call to action, action paragraph, which will usually be something like if you enjoy edge of your seat fantasy you know, nail-biting fantasy or fast-paced fantasy, then you'll love the first book in, you know. And then make sure you have a call to action at the end, like I said. So download or grab this book now to start the adventure or something like that. And have your editor edit it. And um, so my free course, Am I Ready?, talks about problems that can arise when you're seeking feedback, feedback on covers and descriptions and the content of your book and how to avoid getting biased opinions and things like that. Um, it's both more basic and more involved than what we've been talking about here, but it's for authors who want to make sure that the opinions they're getting are completely targeted. Um, yeah, so following the above advice, what we've been giving over the last few weeks is great for those who are just starting out, but if you're brand new, you'll still want to know of potential issues with the feedback you receive. And when you are seeking feedback from readers, you put them into a certain frame of mind that, takes them out of the reader read you know the reader response and puts them into a critiquing response and so go check out my course uh am i ready like i said it's free and it'll teach you how to blind test audiences and test your description and your cover and things like that are we going to have a sale we are do we want to announce that on this podcast um we do okay what was the sale going to be all of my courses half off or sure, why not Okay, that's fine. Uh, the automation sequence course has never been on sale. Actually most of them have never been on sale. So we are we were gonna do it for Black Friday, but everything is so everybody's vying Not, for
1: attention. Yeah, nobody cares about uh author No, I mean stuff they're busy buying real life projects. I mean for like Cyber life.
0: Monday, Small yeah. Business Saturday, you know. Like there's so many of the authors I follow were doing sales those weekends. And I'm like, you just get lost in the you know, the mix. But then again, there are people who just wait for that though. They don't need to wait for me. You can do it now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so go to, to get my courses, 50% off, go to selfpublishedstrongcourses.com, enter in coupon code, not black Friday to get them 50% off and click on view all courses to see the courses we have available. And that, that includes automation sequences and Amazon algorithms and what to do when your also bots go away, <laughs> which they have been doing that a lot lately. And yeah, so that course, that coupon code expires on the 15th of December. So you have nine days to grab your courses. So go ahead and go do that. And I, excuse me, I'm ready to talk about the movie.
1: Okay. Are you? I am ready. Okay. Question
0: for you. What surprised you most about this movie?
1: I don't know. Honestly, nothing. Um, they, they did a lot of good... How should I say this? Um, everyone, like, literally has a thing they do. A role, a part to play? Uh-huh. And they don't always use it the way that you think. Yeah. So. And that actually goes with the way, goes along with one of
0: my takeaways. Like, the characters, they do it according to their personality. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they like the staring contest with a snake. Exactly. That doesn't end up working, but it right. gets them to the point
1: where they need to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Well it does work, but the other you know, somebody else does it. Like yeah. they were the one that was supposed to be Yeah. Like they have to work as a team and every time they try not to, they get they screw it up. Yeah, exactly. And then everyone has a role they have to play. Yeah. And as long if they understand what that is, then they succeed.
0: Yeah. Jumanji is basically it's if you haven't seen the original movie, it's a game that sucks you into it and it makes the everything real and it's involves Africa, like jungle you know right animals and stuff like that and it's it's quite fun this one i love the first one i think this one i like even better though because it's so funny and it's so much fun and they take big actors and you know turn them into insecure teenagers yeah and it's so like the acting in it is absolutely fantastic like mm-hmm. watching you know the rock and he's like fidgety like a teenage boy would be you know it's it's kind of unsettling because, you know, you're like... You, it makes you insecure for him because you know he's insecure. And it's just fantastic.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, yeah, they did a good job. Um, I'm not sure how that helps writers, but... Uh, you Well, no, it does because you have to make your characters.
0: I mean, if your yeah. characters don't delight readers, you know? Exactly, yes. And that's what, what I loved about it. It
1: just... The movie delighted It, me, it made them you know? Yeah, it made them very interesting because they, they invert everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the, you know, the big dude is short he's like,
0: he's like you can say that I'm missing the top half of my body
1: yeah <laughs> top two feet or whatever. top foot and a half yeah um, so he's short and he's weak and his his um, weakness is cake
0: <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a lit RPG novel it is it's basically so they lit get RPG. stuck in a game and they have, way. you know, lives, and they have weaknesses and strengths. And if they get, you know, if he eats cake, he he, he dies. Yeah. And if somebody, what's her face, is allergic to snakes, you know, so yeah. venom
1: is her weakness. And someone's mosquitoes, and yeah.
0: Yeah, and the rock.
1: Absolutely fantastic weaknesses. None. None. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the inverse of the character that, or the the, the actual human being yeah. that everything is. His
0: yeah, the other weakness. two are
1: absolutely confident in themselves, and so their weaknesses are like ridiculous. And he
0: has no confidence in himself, and he has no so he weaknesses. Has no weaknesses yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was a, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, um, let's talk about plot versus character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is very plot driven. It, they have almost no control over anything. It's true. It's true. But it's character-driven because of the way they respond to... Each other.
1: Yeah. And and the things yeah, that are throwing them. The, yeah, there's an artificial timeline, kind of like... Or there's external stakes. Yeah. Um, especially once they learn, like, you know, how time works in it. And in that then, little... In that world or whatever. Yeah. The game. Because like, somebody's been stuck in there for a long time, and he only thinks it's been a few months.
0: Yeah, and it's been 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, so... There's a lot of plot-driven stuff in here, but it works really well, you know. Uh, the character-driven, I mean, the characters, like Nolan was saying, it's these people are thrown into the opposites of themselves. And so the way they react to the plot changes the plot
1: in ways, you know, because mm-hmm. they lose the stone or the gem, you know, or, you know. Right. They have to take the gem to, you know, in order to win, they have to take the gem, which they have, yeah. and place it on the idol.
0: Mm-hmm. The leopard or
1: yeah, the jaguar, or or jaguar, or
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know them trying to work as a team, where none of them really like each other, and some of them like each other a lot. And then you know, yeah, they're in these different bodies, and like how they react to each other, yeah, uh, as their original selves and as their new selves at the same time, and like it's very complex that way.
0: Yeah, Jack Black is like crushing on The Rock. It's yeah. like that is, that
1: is a that's a man.
0: <laughs> so funny, and The Rock himself like. Would you take a look at that arm? Yeah, he's like trying to explain something. He gets distracted by, by his, his own bicep. Biceps. Yeah. <laughs> so been, been there. Oh yes.
1: Sarcasm. <laughs> I haven't been there. I just flex. I'm like, no. That's good. Is it? Look, there's something. <laughs> Yay! The not as much, but our five year old, uh, Is a very tiny young lady. Our three year old just barely started doing the muscle flexing at flex it, like,
0: ah, I'm so strong.
1: <laughs> Anyway, okay, conflicts. Let's talk about the conflicts in the show. All over the place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interpersonal conflicts galore. Yeah, yes. Uh, con- but internal conflicts as well, because they, they have to be the opposite of themselves, and yeah. so they have a lot of internal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even though The Rock's character has no weaknesses, he's got a teenage boy with insecurities inside of him, and so he's like, I don't have weaknesses. He has to keep reminding himself of that. Like, I'm not afraid of anything, then why am I fearing, you know? hmm
1: yeah, I really like that. He's scared of uh, squirrels, <laughs> right? Yeah, his char- the character he becomes doesn't have weaknesses, but he does. Yeah, and if he can overcome those, then he wouldn't have weaknesses because mm-hmm. his character. I mean, he's in a huge, like six foot four, two hundred and seventy pound guy's body. Yeah, he doesn't have to be afraid of a lot of stuff. Not compared to what he was afraid of yeah. as a. You know, five foot six, hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, nobody. And that's actually something that The Rock noticed. I mean, he said
0: playing him, playing a teenager in that body. He was like, when I was a, he was fourteen and he was six three and weighed two forty five. And he was like, I was super insecure, and he had, you'd had be a mustache. Really,
1: and <laughs> you would be really out of place. So yes. it'd be insecurity because you're out of place, not because you're physically attractive, incapable, or in- incapable, incapable.
0: Yeah. So I think he said that he was pulling back from that experience as a teenager like this Mm -hmm. is this this is the way i
1: was when i was a teenager you try try not to be noticed when you're like that big (laughs) you know because you're like i just want to fit in there's no way you can fit in yeah
0: yeah so the plot the conflicts are also plot and character driven there's a lot of plot there's a lot of character they have to overcome certain things as persons individuals but also as a group and learning to work together but also as the game
1: you know and exactly.
0: so it, there's a, all sorts of cl- conflicts in this yep.
1: yeah like like i said their personal hang-ups kept them from being successful as their character and fulfilling their role exactly which they were perfectly capable of doing like yeah. that body you know or that they had the mind you know they had like a certain knowledge but they're insecure because like uh, you know the 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 big guy in real life sucks at school yeah. You know, but he's the smart guy in the game.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't
1: think to be smart. Yeah, no. It doesn't even it doesn't to come him. naturally to him. Yeah, so he has to learn until I rely on that knowledge, and then he can. Yeah. He, can, he helps, helps the group. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is a really... The thing with this, there's not really a whole lot of trifle cycles because it's like a game. You have to overcome something in order to get to the next one. So they can't even try to return the, the stone to the jaguar. Because they haven't reached that point in the game.
1: Well, I mean, they do fail in that they die. So that's can, true, yeah. They get to try again. Yeah, that's, that's a and good And they point. have a limited number of lives. Of lives yeah, so. they
0: each have three lives, and then when you lose that last one, you
1: lose. Die for reals. Yep. So there are real stakes, too.
0: Yeah, which is good because, you know, being mm-hmm. stuck in the game permanently is a real stake, and dying permanently is a real stake. Yep. Okay, so the tone overall is bright and cheerful, which I, I liked. It's a comedy, but it's... I mean, they're dealing with stuff that could be very dark and...
1: Yeah, it's not a downer. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Uh,
0: was there anything that didn't work for you?
1: No. I don't think so for me either. Nothing jumps out at me. Yeah. That's unusual. I'm I am trying to think of even a single instance where I was like, well, that kind of sucked and, like, they should have done something differently, but...
0: I think that What's-Her-Face could have done more dance-fighting. Like her dance fighting wasn't really down. Oh, fight. here we
1: go. She's pretty physically incapable, um, <laughs> in real life. The actress. Yeah. She's trying to do split kicks in the air, like he splits, you know, splits in the air and fell. Yeah, um, I would say that's probably the thing that doesn't work for me the most. Is...
0: And and the the trivia did mention that that two of the actors were very skilled
1: in fighting, and she wasn't, and she had to learn a lot about it before the movie started. Keep learning, honey. Um, it sucks too because she's. Nova in The Avengers. Yeah. Who's a super fighty robot. Yeah, but most of that's CGI stuff. I know, but I mean, (laughs) still. Yeah. Like, if you're going to play action roles, learn. Learn action moves. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. That's why I'm not an action star, because I. super action, fill out paperwork all day. <laughs> I try to make an interesting.
0: Um, that reminds me of the Alcatraz versus the librarians where they're like regular everyday things are their superpowers. Yeah. Like for what's his face Alcatraz. It's he's, it's like he's messy or something. Was it chaotic or he destroy breaks things. And that's a superpower. And his grandfather arrives late to things. And so he, he's getting shot in the bullets. He arrives late to the bullets. Yeah. So he can't get shot. <laughs>
1: yeah. That would uh, it wasn't physically convincing. Sorry, Mm -hmm. the rock the rock punching people fifty feet is physically convincing. Well, yeah, yeah, I would like. I'm not even sure they use special effects for that.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the best scenes was when Jack Black tries to teach her how to how to flirt with guys. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so oh, I almost went to my takeaways. Okay, I'm actually going to go to trivia now so that I can go to my takeaways. There wasn't a whole lot of fun trivia on this, but um, Tal- Tom Holland, who is Spider-Man, was originally cast as Seaplane McDonough. Um, McDonough? Is that how you say it? McDonough?
1: McDonough. I yeah.
0: That was... um, but he conflicted with Spider-Man, and so Nick Jonas was uh, um, got the role instead. And this is while the girls are going, Eah! <laughs> i didn't even know that was who he was until i read the trivia and then we were talking about that i'm like he's a jonas brother okay so i'm obviously don't pay attention to the yeah,
1: that we're not as up on boy bands as we used to be in
0: backstreet boys that's all that's all that matters i think yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um Manier degrees
0: mac no bb mac bb mac yeah Okay, so the director got every single person he wanted in the lead roles to play those parts. So he got his dream cast basically. Nice. For those lead roles. And Jumanji 2 has been announced with the main characters returning. Also nice. Uh, very nice. I hope that ends up being true because sometimes trivia ends up being wrong.
1: Yeah. Like they announce in... and then they can't get the funding or it something. It gets stuck in development hell. How... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Because they have other projects they're doing, and they have funding, and yeah. But if you're successful, they shouldn't have a funding problem. It'll be more of a scheduling problem, I imagine.
0: Okay, so is there an actual song called "Welcome to the Jungle"? Yeah. Okay, because the director had the lead actor, the lead characters actors, sing it. Guns and Roses. Yeah. So in the like, I don't know which part of the movie it is, but it's actually Jack Black and oh. The Rock, and um, Kevin was his face who plays Fridge. They're actually singing it, and like. They have actual seniors, though. I mean, The Rock and Kevin, or um, Jack Black, both sing several times in multiple movies. That kind of stuff makes me really happy. I love it when actors are able to use other talents, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that albino-rhino scene, um, they're harnessed into a helico- helicopter on a rig 20 feet up that jerked them around all over the place. And it's kind of sad because Kevin Hart, Hart is his last name, he was sick during that scene, all of that filming, those those days. So when he's looking ill... It's natural. Yeah. So as Nolan would say, why are we paying you?
1: (laughs) Why are we paying you?
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's pretty much all the trivia. There's a lot of trivia, but it was all stuff like Jack Black was also in this movie with this character and this, and I'm like, I don't care (laughs) that, that, that stuff doesn't interest me. Maybe it interests our listeners, but they can go look it up on their own. All right.
1: What are your takeaways? Takeaways, characterization and stakes. Okay. So these characters, they had to know the characters to be the opposite of themselves, and mm-hmm. then and then um, set up that comp- those internal conflicts, yeah. along with the external conflicts between the other characters. Yeah, and not just their external characters, but also situations that they're afraid of. Like,
0: yeah,
1: what's his name is afraid of squirrels, you know, <laughs> like that sort of thing. But that's a character trait. Mm-hmm. That you stop. They established early in the movie. And well, Bethany is afraid of not having her phone. Yes, and she talks about it all the time. The whole movie. Yeah. what a phone is different to you does than a it phone, is to me. Yeah, does a phone is a phone different in the future? It's <laughs> <laughs> like ah, well, I don't have my phone or whatever. Yeah, if I had my phone, I'd totally be doing this right now. Like uh. Yeah, the the nineteen ninety seven th- guy is like, he's like um, uh,
0: what the heck? I have no idea what you are talking about. Uh, but it's funny because she's like got this Instagram account and at the beginning of the movie, she's, oh, I just woke up. And it took her 20 minutes to set up the scene where she just woke up. So
1: she could right. take a picture of herself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I hate mornings. <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> funny. But I mean, they do a good job of establishing each character. Yeah. You know, they go through. They each have a scene mm-hmm. or two. Well, the main character has more than one. Usually yeah, the main guy. Yeah. Usually it, he he's like witnessing that other character do something. Right. Fridge?
0: I mean, what's his face? Is witnessing Fridge or?
1: Yeah, because like he, you know, he um, helps him cheat yep. and then gets pulled into the office with him. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: So we're watching Fridge through what's his face's eyes, basically. Basically. So we get
1: to know him. Exactly. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, like him in gym class with, uh, you know. And all with what's
0: her face. So we don't really see her. We see her through him.
1: Yeah, he's there. I mean, he's our, still, he's our he's yeah, our viewpoint character yeah. and our main character. So, I mean, she does have a scene. And like, he's not really involved in it. He's just there. Yeah. and witnesses it yep. but that's how they bring you through as well so that's yeah. they don't jerk you around with viewpoints they did a good job mm-hmm. with that you know they had a main character and they follow him the other characters have their own spotlights yeah but he's the viewpoint character i mean it's yeah. a very good job and it's not intrusive no you know? yeah it doesn't um,
0: they don't break the fourth wall they don't make
1: you feel like they're showing you stuff you mm-hmm. know telling you things and then my second takeaway was stakes yeah so life and death yeah um, we talked about that last episode, I think, about okay. having death be meaningful. Yep. They have multiple lives, but it's still meaningful. Yep. Because they're doing, like, ridiculously dangerous things. Like, people on motorcycles are shooting machine guns at them. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, they can see their lives. It's bars on their arm. Yeah. And they disappear every time they die. Yep. And, you know. when What's-his-face loses
0: all his bars, and getting him back has consequences. Right. So there's the stakes are quite high and they're real. You know, they're not fake stakes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that description. I was actually gonna mention this last week, the description I sent to you and your brother where this character in this book that I was looking into reading dies all the time. That's what this person does for a job. And at the end, the stake was stop this person or die trying. And I'm like, You've you die all the time. Dying isn't doesn't mean anything. There's no stake there. And so no stakes there. I'm hungry.
1: Stake. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, that's unrelated. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, sticks. And they ratchet the sticks up, you know, because, like, they know they're dying and their bars are disappearing. And sometimes they, you know, they're trying to stay alive, but sometimes they have to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. You know, when do you do that, you know, and or the, sacrifice each other? Don't exactly.
0: Worry. I was going to say, I mean, not just that, but they get in a fight and that, you know.
1: They waste some They waste some of
0: their lives. Just by... being
1: teenagers fighting each other because they yeah. know they can't die right away. But then they get into some serious situations in which they have their bars back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. Yeah, Steaks. exactly. Stakes, people.
0: Yeah, my takeaways: um, unexpected humor, and it comes from many sources. So the characters, it comes from the characters mostly, but also from the setting and how they react to the setting and the plot and everything around them. But I mean, the character it's it's unexpected, but it's it's expected. Like when when Jack Black is, is a teenage girl in a man's body, and he has to go to the bathroom, right? And he, I mean, it's it's expected, but it's unexpected, you know. It's fun, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, just just, just aim, you know. Yeah, like, what's with you and aiming? <laughs> it's like, this is so easy. You've got to handle. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a really good movie to watch for very strong characters, which is actually my next point, which is close to Nolan's, Uh, but like the unexpected humor, you know, finding situational humor and having your humor come from the characters themselves. So you, you get a character and you put it in in them or him or her in a setting that they're not comfortable in and you get humor, you know?
1: Yes. uh, The fish out of water um, style of humor.
0: Exactly. And then, and then I mean, fish out of water, like when they're flirting the rock and Karen's character, you know, that first scene when they kiss for the first time, absolutely golden you know
1: yes (laughs) very incompetent
0: yes (laughs) fish out of water and then okay so then my like my next takeaway like i was saying is is about characters so create strong characters pull the rug out from underneath them make them stay in character despite the
1: horrendous situations that follow them and yeah yeah. Uh, don't don't wuss out and like all you know they change like the one of the worst things that when I read a book is they, people act out of character to get out of the situation. Yeah. That would be difficult. Yeah. Like the teenager who has no weaknesses, the body he's
0: in has no weaknesses, but he still has insecurities, you know? So we know he's going to be insecure
1: if you suddenly weren't insecure, you know? Right. And he, and it messes him up. I mean, he loses a bar of life because he was insecure. Yeah. Uh, the squirrel. And then he falls and gets mauled by uh, lions or something like that
0: oh was that was that fridge or was that
1: Bravestone or whatever his name is was it Bravestone end, he's like I've got to oh, go through yes. this okay. by myself oh that's right he's and like, he goes off I don't want filled. to tell you. I
0: don't want to talk about it yeah <laughs> yeah that was awesome I would have to say that I'd prefer getting trampled by rhinos to getting torn apart by jaguars. Yeah, it if takes you a while. Especially that.
1: Yeah, because it, yeah, it takes a while.
0: <laughs> so this movie is similar to 13 Going on 30 and Freaky Friday. 13 Going on 30 is a romance. Uh, and I, I really like that movie. Um, but you can watch this one and still do you know, get takeaways for this for writing your romances, you know? you know create your strong characters pull the rug out from under them and make sure they stay in character and that's something that's really fun because you kind of write yourself into a corner but that is what makes it challenging and interesting to get out of and readers again they delight in those kinds of things like how's the author going to get them out of there and but if you if you um make it easy on the characters if you do deus deus ex machina stuff it disappoints readers you know because half the fun of reading is finding out how the characters are going to either get together or get out of the trouble they're in you know so, don't go cheap on that. Um, make your character stay strong. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm ready
1: to go to bed. Um, yes. Even though we've got a lot to do tonight. We have a lot to do. Um, so, yeah, we're done, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, send me an email at com. And if you have any questions for Nolan, follow him on Instagram and comment on his art. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Art with Nolan. Have you signed into your Facebook account since you created it? I check it occasionally. Oh, you do? Okay, because I totally forgot all about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can look me up on my BookBub Promotions and More group um, or via email, like I said, uh, and patreon.com forward slash strong. And then again, the sell on courses, um, coupon code not Friday, to get 50% off any of my courses, and that expires December 15th. So I think that's it for today. Okay. Okay, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.